Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Friday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. It's Friday. We made it through another week. Yay! Yeah. Bring on the weekend and right. sub-zero temperatures. I know. It's supposed to be very cold here. It is. So bundle um, up. You know what I haven't heard any talk about? And we have no stories on this at all, so What's I probably that? shouldn't even bring it up. But I wonder what they're doing for the Super Bowl in, uh, in Disney. What do you mean? I mean, like, a lot of times they have, like, some of the restaurants are showing it, like um, ESPN Zone yeah. or whatever. Didn't last year, I think they did um, the sports complex there. Mm-hmm. They, like, had different – there's a couple of different restaurants there that were showing, showing it. There was just a, different, a whole bunch of different things that were going on. I'm yeah, curious. I, I haven't heard anything about them doing it this year. Yeah, well. I'm sure the ESPN Zone will be showing it, but they're still socially distancing with their tables. You can only get so many people in yeah. there. Yeah. All right. Um, stuff we actually do have news about. The new streetwear collection inspired by The Child has been released. This is uh, the big news on the Disney Parks blog. That's right. Um, yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff uh, coming on February 1st to shop Disney and Disney stores in North America, as well as the Walt Disney World Resort and Downtown Disney District uh, later in the month. So uh, just a bunch of, of streetwear with, um, I want to say more graffiti style uh, renderings of the child or the kid, as he is known on some of the uh, shirts, um, some of the, the streetwear. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a nice set. I don't sure. necessarily know that I would wear much of it, but they've got jackets, backpacks, hats. You might look a little um, ridiculous. Anything. They, they even have a, a, a running uh, running suit, like a track suit with Ooh, the child on it. Perfect for you. Um, so you can get a black tie-back tie hat or beanies. So, so if the Mandalorian and the child is your thing, check out uh, uh, Shop Disney on February 1st. And if you're under 30, because I feel like only someone under 30 can pull this off. Yeah, I probably couldn't pull this off. No. Yeah. All right, in the Disney Parks blog, they also talk about Disney Paper Parks. There's another release. That's right. Disney Paper Parks features paper dolls of Mickey and Minnie Mouse, as designed by Walt Disney Imagineering. So these 3D activity sheets are going to continue through 2021. And uh, today... Thursday, they have released this new Mickey and Minnie set, and uh, this is the first set that is printable in color. Ooh. Now, you can also get a black and white version, but if you have a color printer, um, Mickey and Minnie's uh, costumes are the appropriate colors, and uh, they actually worked with the costuming department to make sure that the costumes were right. Very good. So, if you'd like to do this craft, the only thing you need to do is be able to know how to use scissors, glue, and fold along dotted lines in specific directions. And get access to the color printer at work. Yes, because I'm not paying for my kids to waste a print uh, color <laughs> cartridge. <laughs> um, the Disneyland Resort pass holders uh, have a new name. Right? Um, they're calling themselves something. Well, they're not calling themselves something. Uh, I don't something know. Different. Can we do with the last story on the Parks blog about the... Sure, do whatever you want. Go ahead. About the DVC 30th it's all about anniversary? You. Go ahead. Did you have that story? <laughs> yeah, there? I, Did I, I just skipped it by accident. Okay. Uh, so Disney is celebrating the 30th anniversary of their Disney Vacation Club. Uh, way back in 1992, they opened up with their first location, the Disney Vacation Club Resort, which eventually became... Old Key West. Old Key West. You are correct. Uh, so not only do they have a bunch of customizable merchandise with a new 30 logo, which is kind of cool because it's based on the uh, Mickey silhouette, and they've taken off a portion of the side of Mickey's face to yeah, make it into cute. a 30. 
and uh, you can get special merchandise. They have a an online uh, show called We Go On, which is uh, the song from uh, Epcot uh, Illuminations, We Go okay. On. Uh, that is accessible only to Vacation Club holders. And it, it is uh, inspirational performances by stage and screen stars, including Kiala Settle, who had her breakout role in The Greatest Showman, um, and The Voices of Liberty. Because we can't get enough Voices of Liberty these days. Lord. They're everywhere. Well, they're not um, letting them go. And this is a full-length musical production, and DVC members received a link on how to view it. The show aired on the 28th, which is tonight, but it was yesterday if you're listening tomorrow. Oh, How's all right, that for then. time travel? Perfect. Uh, it was also announced that the Disney Vacation Club Member Lounge, which is on the second floor of the Imagination Pavilion in Epcot, will remain open through 2021. Um, any DVC member who visits Epcot with their paid admission can visit the lounge. The lounge is open from noon to 7 p.m. daily, um, although starting January 31st, it will adjust to 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., uh, and that lounge offers a place to recharge as well as complimentary beverages, device charging stations, and Wi-Fi. Mm. And then the last component of the 30th anniversary celebration is a new scavenger hunt across the Walt Disney World Resort. Um, it is a selfie collecting quest in which you will discover thematic highlights and stories uh, related to the parks themselves. Uh, and once you complete it in each park, you will get a uh, distinct pin uh, celebrating your completion. Yay. Yeah. So happy 30th anniversary, Disney Vacation Club. Nice. If you bought in 30 years ago. You're pretty happy. Although, yeah. if you bought it 30 years ago, aren't you about to, like, run out? Don't you only get it for so many years? I don't know. I won't I won't get suckered into that. <laughs> um, all right. Now let's talk about Disneyland Resort Pass holders. That's right. We told you a couple weeks ago that the uh, annual passes are going away. But if you were an annual pass holder, um, you are now going to be referred as as a legacy pass holder. Um, you're still going to get the 30% merchandise discount that is in place through February 25th. But after that, you're also going to get a standard annual pass discount on food and merchandise that will continue to be available. Um, it is still unknown what additional perks will be announced for legacy pass holders or when they will be available. But Disney wants you to know that you are valued and they recognize your loyalty uh, during these unprecedented times. So any pass holder who was active as of March 14th, 2020 is now referred to as a legacy pass holder. All right. Which will never apply to me because I'm not an annual pass holder. Well, no. It wouldn't. That would be weird. Yes. All right. Um, let's talk about what's going on in COVID news in Florida. That's right. Orange County, Florida. Um, well, they've got a new strain of COVID over there. It's mm. uh, the UK strain. Mm-hmm. Uh, also known as strain B.1.1.7. Um, and this strain has been linked right now to about 300 COVID-19 cases in the U.S. Um, apparently, this strain is easier to transmit. And um, the CDC projects that this mutation will become the predominant strain of the virus. Uh, however, uh, they are stating that the COVID vaccine seems to protect from this new strain. So if you've got the vaccine, that could be good. Um, and Florida and California had each found 92 cases of the strain. Uh, those are the two most uh, popular states for that uh, B.1.1.7 strain so far. <laughs> All right. 
Uh, in Disney World, guests who have been vaccinated must still wear a mask. That's right. Disney World, uh, the Walt Disney World Resort has updated their mask policy to clarify that even though you have received the COVID-19 vaccine, you must continue to wear your face covering at all times, except when dining or swimming at the parks and around the resort hotels. Well, I mean, that's kind of obvious. They can't, as I had said um, in jest uh, a couple of times previously, what are you going to do? Like, you know, put badges on people who have the vaccine and, you know, they get to be the privileged ones. Right. You know, you're always checking everybody's badge, you know, to see if they have clearance. You're going to have to wear a big scarlet V if you receive the vaccine. Right. Well, yeah, except in this case, the big scarlet V would be the good thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, so everyone's still going to have to follow the rules because there's no way to know who's been vaccinated. I will tell you, even after I am vaccinated, especially when I travel, I will probably still wear a mask for the next year or two. Really? Well, I mean, why not, right? Because, like, you get used to it, and you may as well protect yourself against all the other crap that's going on. I mean, they've around. been doing it in Asian countries for years. Yeah, but a lot of that was due to pollution. Yeah, but you know what? A lot of it is also out of respect for other people. So it's, well, it's partially pollution. Well, if you have pollution. a cold or something, right. they would all, right. yeah, they would wear a mask. And, and, you know, much like here, those masks don't protect you from getting COVID, but they protect you from spreading it to others. And that's why they wear masks in Asia, right. along with the poor air quality. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Oh, the people mover. So that's supposed to open, what, the end of the month? Yes, supposed to. Oh. Uh, The refurbishment window has been extended now through February 28th of 2021. Uh, The people mover closed back on March 20th of 2020. So that was before the parks even closed. um, And it has not been reopened since. Not great. No. We were so excited. They were moving the line, separating it from the Astro Orbiter. Yeah. It meant... Absolutely, opening was imminent, but it meant nothing now. Yeah. And then, as I told Cheryl, they had released some video yesterday of cars. uh, It said slamming into each other. Bumping is probably. Bumping. Yeah. Um, And some people thought that they were testing to see what the bump tolerance was. (laughs) I don't think Uh, so. I think it was perhaps maybe uh, the cars could not be controlled properly. I mean, what changed? This thing's been running for how many years? 40 years. And now all of a sudden the cars are bumping into each other? Right. They probably tried They tried to mess with something that was working just fine, tried to update it or whatever they did, and they screwed it up. You know what it is? It's 45-year-old technology. Larry came over figuring he had a fix for it, mm-hmm. and he jostled something, yep. and, and the ride is just finicky, and now they can't get the right part to fix it because it's 40 years old. Sure. All right. In Animal Kingdom, a section of the track has been removed from Primeval World. There's no fixing that. No, it's not. Uh, the ride has been closed and has been sitting abandoned uh, since it closed. Back in July, they moved uh, removed the ride vehicles. And now a very small, like, six-foot piece of the track is missing. Oh. Which maybe is, they were trying that over at the People Mover. Uh, <laughs> maybe. It could be. Um, it looks like the track piece there was supposed to be removable. You know, there was a... It's just a segment that was made very small to be taken out, Mm. but people don't know why they've just removed one section of the track. I mean, do we care? No, but it just, it looks odd when you look at the track. More odd than the thing sitting there with no cars on it? Like, shouldn't they just cover it with a scrim if it's not being used? I know, right? Just take it down. Well, that'll take money that they don't have. Well, it's better than looking at an eyesore. You look at me every day. That's true. 
In Disney Springs, the M&M store facade is near completion. That's right. They have installed the nine backlit M&Ms on the face of the building, as well as the large lit up uh, red M&M that will signify the entrance. It looks so good. Um, the uh, Most of the facade, say 95% of the facade has been completed. Um, and there's even a little alcove where M&Ms will be greeting guests Aww. in the front section. So it's all lit up. It looks very nice. Um you know, opening is imminent. I, I don't know what will open first, though. The M&M store or Ratatouille. Or the People Mover. Or Well, the People Mover could be next year. <laughs> the big blue pool over at Art of Animation has been closed and drained. Yeah, they're refurbishing it. The big blue pool is one of the... Uh, I don't want to say it's it's not it's definitely not the coolest pool because we all know that's the Yacht and Beach Club's pool. Yeah. Um, but the big blue pool is pretty cool. It's big, it's blue, and it has underwater sound. Awesome. Um, and it has been closed. Uh, it has been drained. They have workers in there. They're vacuuming. Uh, looks like they might resurface it. Uh, but whatever it is, it's going to be a while because it is not scheduled to reopen until April April of 2021. So it's it's going to be. Two months, two and a half months. Yeah, I have. A, I think that's going to overlap with um, the Pop Century pool. I, I believe so. That seems like a bad idea. I mean, not that you can necessarily use the other pool for the other resort, but right. I don't know. Maybe you could sneak over, but not now because they're both going to be closed. In both resorts, you're going to have to go into the quiet pools. Yeah, which are definitely not. I as wonder if they're filled. actually doing that on purpose because then you really don't have people moving across to the other pool. So, like, if your feature pool is closed, but you know the sister resort. Mm-hmm. has theirs open even if you're not supposed to pool job maybe you are anyway but now what's the point because they're both closed exactly uh over at the polynesian uh 5g cell towers are being added yep the polynesian they're green they're uh mixed in with the trees they blend in pretty well um they are actually lte 4g with the capability to add 5g um so 5g will should be coming soon to a resort near you on property all right uh, the Disney Cruise Line. There hasn't been much news for that lately. Oh, well, um, there's still one other story. Oh, and, I'm sorry. Yes. And that, you're, are you okay? Well, because this was just a continuation of the other story that you really were just supposed to run right into without needing an introduction. All right. Well, 5G cell towers are also being installed at the uh, three Disney resorts in the Epcot area. And that is the Beach Club, the Boardwalk, and the Yacht Club Resorts. All right. And these are not as, they don't blend in as nicely as no. the ones at the Polynesian. They're just kind of stuck in the middle of the uh, of the garden there. It's just yeah. this big hole. Yeah, they should have been away, they should have made that into like a, like a, the mast of a ship or something mm-hmm. like that, you know? That would have been cool. A sail, something. Right. Now, can we talk about the Disney Cruise Line? Yes. Go ahead. The Disney Cruise Line has canceled additional departures mid-May of 2021. Um, And this is based on guidelines from the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Uh, So, um, yeah, a bunch of uh, sailings are are canceled through May 12th. All right. Yeah, that happens. Yep. Um, And then more Disney Cruise Line news. That's right. The Motley Fool, uh, the investing site, um, is stating that... uh, Disney's press release from the cruise line stated that they have canceled 89 individual uh, sailings during that uh, month, uh, couple month period, and that they are looking, according to Disney Cruise Line, of resuming their sailing in late April, but probably May. 
So we're still going to be a couple months uh, before we get on the water. Mm. And then the question is, well, that does that return to sale date mean that's when the cruise will actually return? Or is that when they expect to have guests on? Because if that's when they expect to have guests on, then the cruise should be coming in late February, early March so that they can train There's them. There's no way they're starting work that on all the yet. Protocols. No, no, can't be that. Right? I don't think they're really going to have people cruising until at the earliest midsummer. Okay. All right. Um, in entertainment news, the Mighty Ducks series. Uh, well, I don't know what's happening. What's what's happening with it? Well, the Mighty Ducks uh, has has a new series coming on Disney Plus, and it has been named the Mighty Ducks Game Changers, and they have a release date. Their premiere date is going to be March twenty sixth, and this is a follow up to the films from the nineties. Uh, Emilio Estevez will return as Coach Gordon Bombay. And uh, it will be an adventure, uh, you know, following the adventures of a new group of Mighty Ducks. Cute. Yeah. Everyone likes the Mighty Duck movies. Right? Quack. Sure. All right. Uh, Zach Braff is going to star in Cheaper by the Dozen. I guess that's a remake? That's right. Zach Braff, who you may know as JD from Scrubs, um, is going to be starring in a Cheaper by the Dozen remake. Uh, you may remember from the early 2000s, there was another remake of Cheaper by the Dozen starring Steve Martin and Bonnie Hunt. Um, this new 2022 version will star Zach Braff and Gabrielle Union, uh, and it will center on their multiracial blended family of 12 navigating a hectic home life and their family business. Uh, it is expected to debut on Disney Plus at some point in 2022. All right. Can't leave a good thing alone, huh? No. They will... <laughs> Drive it into the ground. Uh, all right. We have an update um, about the live action Pinocchio cast. That's right. We've already heard that Tom Hanks has been cast in the role of Geppetto. Um, and uh, he's going to be working again with director Robert Zemeckis, who directed him in. No idea. Forrest Gump ah. back in 1994. Uh, but there's been a new addition to the cast. Uh, and that is the addition of Luke Evans as the evil coachman. Uh, Luke Evans, this will be the second time he's played a Disney villain because he played Gaston in the 2017 live-action remake of Beauty and the Beast. All right. So he was a good Gaston. Yeah. And he's going to be getting his Gaston and Le Fou show on Disney Plus as well. Once Disney finds somebody they like, they just run with it. They do. As long as it's not raven Simone, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, okay. Then how about Disneyland Paris? There's a couple of things going on over there. That's right. Disneyland Paris is now scheduled to open on April 2nd of 2021. Uh, and when they reopen, they will be reopening with their standby pass uh, being functional. Uh, they initially rolled that out back in October, um, but then they had some technical issues with it and it was uh, uh, stopped. They fixed those issues and then resumed the rollout for a short time. And then they closed the parks again in uh what, late October? Right. Uh, so Standby Pass is a free service and is available via the Disneyland Paris app. Uh, and you'll be able to use that app to reserve ride times. And then they give you an allocated 30-minute window to return. So it's it's kind of like Fast Pass, uh, Fast Pass Plus, but mm-hmm. not really. Okay. And then the other part of our news from Paris is that the World of Disney store in the shopping village in Disneyland Paris... Um, has been opening on select days in December, and they will be opening on weekends through February 14th. Oh, that's good. 
So that is a, a good opportunity to uh, get a Disney fix in. That's a step in the right direction. Now, one difference between World of Disney or how they're doing things at Disney in Paris versus Florida is a mask is compulsory for all ages, uh, for all guests ages six and over. Huh. Whereas in Florida, it's, it's guests over two. Yeah. Which is a little rough because people have a hard time keeping them on new three-year-olds. Right. Yeah. Um, over at Universal, they have introduced a military pass. That's right. The military pass, uh, which is called the Military Freedom Pass for 2021, is $239.99 uh, per adult for the three-park option, which includes Universal Studios, Island of Adventure, and Volcano Bay Water Park. Uh, if you get the pass without the Volcano Bay component, um, it is $199. The pass has no blockout dates, but it must be purchased by December 27th, and it expires on December 31st. Um, eligible service members include active duty, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, National Guard, reservists, and spouses, as well as retired military service personnel and their spouses and Department of Defense civilians. Uh, this military freedom pass is not available at the Universal Orlando front gate. It is only available with valid identification at authorized military ticket and travel offices. Uh, if you'd like more information, you can go to www.universalorlando.com slash military. Right. Now, in addition to that, their uh, resort is offering a hotel package to military members uh, that includes early park admission and a Harry Potter theme package that includes a keepsake box, breakfasts uh, within the park's Wizarding World attractions, and a session at Shutterbutton's photography studio. Awesome. So thank you for your service. Here's a discount. All right. Well, got to give them something, right? Yep. Uh, the Bourne Stunt Spectacular uh, at Universal is seating every row with no distancing. That sounds like a bad idea. Yep, every row. So they had been staggering people. If they, if there was somebody in the row in front of you, you were not seated directly behind someone. Uh, now it's they're back to seating. If, if if they can fill the theater to capacity, they're filling the theater to capacity. Mm, don't love that. No, I don't either. I mean, are they really that full though that they would be? Getting close to capacity. They're to still seat? they're at thirty five percent as well, just like uh, just like Disney. Yeah, so I don't see how they're going to be filling that theater anyway. Right. Uh, what do we know about the Velocicoaster so far? Well, we do know that it is scheduled to open at some point in twenty twenty one, and uh, they are pushing uh, summer of twenty twenty one in mm. quotations. But we all know that summer ends on September what around September twentieth. Right. Uh, so it could be later in the year. Um, but uh, they have been doing test runs, uh, full-blown test runs with the park open. They've been doing them at day and at night. Uh, and what we do know is that the height, the top height is 155 feet, uh, which is where they have the top hat maneuver, which is uh, where you go over the lip of the uh, drop, mm -hmm. which is then followed by a steep 140-foot drop. Uh, the length is 5,100 feet long. The top speed is 70 miles an hour. Um, Hagrid's uh, Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure tops out at 65 miles an hour, and the Incredible Coaster is listed at 68 miles an hour. So this is going to be the fastest ride on uh, Universal property. Uh, it will also have four inversions, including an inverted zero-gravity stall, two launches, 12 moments of airtime, sharp turns, uh, and a twisting above the water stretch. They will have eye-to-eye -eye moments with dinosaurs, uh, the trains will hold, hold 24 riders apiece, arranged in 12 rows of two. 
Uh, Steven Spielberg gave the ride uh, design an enthusiastic thumbs up. The height requirement will be 51 inches. Uh, that matches the Rip Ride Rocket attraction, but it's three inches uh, less than the height requirement for the Hulk um, and three inches greater than the 48-inch height requirement for Hagrid. So that's, uh, that's the details as we know them so far. Goodness, that's a lot of details. It is. All right. Can you tell me any of those details, or were you busy on your phone? No, I that? completely zoned out. I don't even like Universal, so <laughs> I just let you go on. Excellent. Um, all right, so our last story is about how the Universal Parks are doing financially. Yeah, there's an article in the Universal, Universal in the Orlando Sentinel, uh, stating that the Orlando and J- Japan version of Universal's theme parks broke even during the, the holiday season, um, but the revenue dropped. Uh, based on 2019, 63%. Uh, the revenue dropped down to $579 million. Um, so, you know, even though they're having this economic crisis, the Comcast CEO was upbeat, saying that the company is still confident about the theme park's future and the recovery ahead. Um, so, you know, they've laid off about just under 7,000 people so far. And, uh, you know, it'll take time to recover. They had to make difficult decisions, but they will do it. Uh, They're capping things right now at 35%, as we've already mentioned. Um, Universal, both in Japan and Orlando, are open with limited crowds, but the California park is closed and, you know, the green light is is nowhere in uh, in sight for them. Uh, They're expected to open a new park in Beijing, uh, and that is going to be a $300 million expense for the first half of 2021. So, uh, you know, they're not taking in as much money as they expected. They're shelling out some cash. Uh, and hopefully California will open up soon to allow them to bring in more cash. All right. Yeah. You have any big uh, big plans for the weekend? I don't know. What do you have planned for me? Uh, nothing. We're going to hang out and stay warm. All right, then. All right. So until Monday, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. <laughs>